Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. More to Live For by Robin Russell Gazer 1968, April Martin Luther King Jr. has been shot to death. I am getting married in three weeks. My wedding dress, my mother's ivory slipper satin gown, which she wore in 1945 to wed my father after the war, is being altered in the bridal salon at Woodward and Lothrop in downtown Washington, D.C. But Washington is burning. Dark, rancid smoke hangs over my parents' house in Alexandria, Virginia, six miles away. I have driven home from the College of William and Mary, where I am a senior, to have the final fitting. King is dead, and I'm worrying about a wedding dress. Henry, my blue-eyed, muscled husband-to-be, a newly commissioned Marine officer, has orders to Vietnam six weeks after our dress-white military wedding. I want to get married before I go, he says at Christmas, more to live for. My mother and I, brave I-95, plead our case to the armed National Guardsman who stops our car. He waves us around the barricade. Be careful. Lucky for you, Woodward and Lothrop is safe right now. June. Robert Francis Kennedy is gunned down in Los Angeles. Henry and I have flown to Southern California after our wedding and my final exams. We bunk on base at Camp Pendleton as he prepares to ship out. But today we are in Los Angeles. We reserved tickets for Disneyland. Our radio alarm wakes us in our hotel with the news that RFK has been shot. Will Disney be open? Should we go? We need Disneyland. Please give us this tinseled up, make you laugh and forget day. Please transport us out of this world. Maybe Bobby will make it, we tell ourselves. We shower, dress, eat breakfast, our transistor radio plastered to Henry's ear. We drive to Disneyland. People wander around. The sky is gray. Bobby Kennedy dies, the music, the rides, the manufactured fun shut down, then start right up again. Is it moments or minutes we stood frozen, heads down? We stay at the park, but I hardly remember. We hold hands and meander. Even Disney can't manufacture fun. Young, in love, newly married, and our lives in a war zone. July. Henry Alveson Ledford is killed in action, shot to death point-blank by Viet Cong. Soggy, vicious Vietnam. He was brave, unafraid, tough, manly in this world. He thought he had to go, and I think I must be a brave, unafraid, tough widow. Friends march against the war. How can I? 
After Henry's full military honors funeral at Arlington, I live with my parents. I cannot sleep, still hear the cadence of the drums, see his flag-draped casket, the riderless horse, feel my fury toward tourists filming our entourage snaking up the hill to his gravesite. My teaching job begins in five weeks. I have missed my graduation. My wedding dress hangs shrouded in blue plastic. August. I buy a light blue sports car, top down. I roar at 114 miles per hour on the dullest toll road. No one hears me scream over the blaring radio. It is midnight. I move into an apartment with a college girlfriend before school starts. We both begin teaching. My five classes of American Lit total 175 students. A few boys are close to my age. They often stare. I sponsor four new clubs, attend all sports events, ride the raucous pep club bus. At night, I am plagued with violent nightmares. My principal sends me a note during first period. You do not have to attend the U.S. Marine Corps Band Assembly today. Your classes are covered. I go anyway, sit in the back, leave midway. 1969, July. Gordon holds me as I wail against his bare chest on our honeymoon. We are in Ireland. One year ago on this day, Henry was killed in Vietnam. Tall, muscular, blue-eyed Gordon and I teachers at the same school kept our romance secret until I showed up with an engagement ring on April Fool's Day. No one believed us. I dread his two-week Navy Reserve training duty in Tampa, Florida. We kiss, say goodbye. Then he drives away. 1971, May. I teach English, poetry, critical reading and writing, mass communication. I have co-authored the curriculum. Gordon completes an M.A. at Georgetown, secures a job for the fall. We buy an older house in Falls Church, move in, walk the neighborhood, and relish the tree cover, rhododendron, and azaleas. I garden, decorate. He repairs and paints. My doctor calls at school. Top down on my little blue sports car, I sing for joy all the way home at a cautious 35 miles per hour. We are expecting a baby. Copyright 2023, Robin Russell Gazer. Robin Russell Gazer, MA, CMP, holds degrees in English literature and psychology and a certificate in therapeutic music. She has published two books, Musical Morphine, Transforming Pain One Note at a Time, Pisgah Press, 2016, and Open for Lunch, Pisgah Press, 2018, and numerous short stories, poetry, and narrative nonfiction. She is a vocalist and multi-instrumentalist, as well as creator of Appalachian folk art. Her three children and their spouses, plus five grandchildren, live coast to coast. She and her husband, Gordon, live in Asheville, North Carolina. Find her at robingazer.com.
Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.